this is the voice of Emmanuel C. Westinghouse, welcoming all of you that thought you might like to come out to our road show, performed in your hometown, USA. The Board Shenanigans Podcast presents a live production of bs to go number 13. I went through a drive-thru on a horse with no name. Principal characters in tonight's performances are Cody, played by Cody W. Jeems, and Brent, performed by Emmanuel C. Westinghouse. And now, without further ado, I take you to the show. special episode of Board Shenanigans. That's right, it's a Board Shenanigans to go. Your fast food, greasy burger alternative to what should be a regularly scheduled Board Shenanigans episode. And as as normal, I am joined in the drive-thru by the one, the only, Brent. Tell everybody hi. Hey, everybody. And and yes, speak, speaking of things that we were just talking about... But none Brent, of you will know about. Well... That's why we were speaking about them, and then that was the whole point of this exposition. Um, oh, I, anyway. I don't know how I don't know how this thing works. I don't know how any of it works. How does podcasting work? What are we doing? What are we well, on? Like, are, do we have a mixtape or something that we just need to to send to somebody? Well, well it, it, the the key ingredients to any good podcast are tambourines and a big a big smoke machine. Most listeners don't know that is the key to board shenanigans success. The smoke machine and the tambourines. Without them, we would be nowhere. What about those maracas? You know what? Maracas are like a bastard rhythmic instrument, and frankly, I don't want to hear them in- mentioned anymore on this show. How dare you! Uh, How dare I? How dare you come in here bringing up maracas? See, now you made me say it. <laughs> and that's why I'm awesome. Yeah. Anyway. So... Brent, when was the last when was the last time you tested your testicles? Uh, let's see. I tested my testicles. Uh, are you are we talking uh personally testing or professionally testing your testicles? Really either, you know, for for work or pleasure, whatever. Well, you know, uh professionally, well, personally, you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> I I I test my testicles quite um testicularly awesomely often, but um uh no, the actual uh, test probably right uh, six months after my brother was diagnosed with testicular cancer. That's right. We bring you this ominous news to encourage you to play with your balls, to squeeze your balls and please your balls, and make sure that you don't have cancer in your balls. Because this All- is the month, the beginning of the month, of a month of testicular cancer awareness. That's right, board shenanigans. We're here to tell. We're here to tell you how to play with your genitals for good, to fight off the evils that could be sneaking up in your in your grundle region. And while you're at it, if you want the doctor to, uh, you know, just and stick a little bit of lube and you know just play around in your butthole. I mean, it's it's not gay if it's for if it's for your health. I mean, you know, you could just make an afternoon of it. You know, you could. Get your balls played with, get your get your rectals examined, and you know go go out for a cheeseburger. Just make an evening of it. Hey, so, Cody, do you do you uh, ever wonder why some doctors use two fingers whenever they're doing a prostate exam? I just thought it meant my doctor liked me. No, 
I thought so too, but it turns out they just wanted a second opinion. Oh, oh, oh. So actually, one thing that did happen with the like work related, and I guess in, entering into adulthood or whatever the fuck. Um, so I had to. I've never had to have a health evaluation for a job before because the company I work for now is gigantic compared to where I came from, and it, the amount of red tape and rhetoric and hoopla is astounding. But anyway. Um, so in order for your, to be eligible for your health insurance that they offer, you have to go do a health exam thing, which I'd never done before, um, which uh, basically announced a bunch of personal questions and a physical. But a few of the things that were asked to me that I just never even considered, um, one of which was when was, like, on the thing was when was the last time you tested your testicles, which <laughs> I thought was kind of funny. I was like, huh. I mean, in a, in, in a way, in a way, I was almost like, oh, the audacity, and then it was like, oh, are you flirting? No, no. It just, I guess, is a standard, a standard routine question. But then, then, they, then they ask, you know, and if I'm sure people have had these before or whatever. But I guess, you know, at this point, I'm 27, and I, it's probably about time I understand what I understand the questions you get asked at a doctor's office. I don't know, but. Anyway, like the amount of the amount of questions you you get asked as far as like you know used to it was do you smoke yes or no now it's do you smoke what do you smoke how often do you smoke do you smoke up or down like do you light light with your left hand do you right light with your right hand and then you get a speech about smoking and it's like have you had a flu shot why don't you take a flu shot have you done this have you done that do you do you vaccinate like you know, when was the last time you were in you were in contact with vapors gas when was the last time I mean it just I did not realize it was such an intense questionnaire have you done one of these actually no i've never done one of those i um uh, the only things that i've ever really had is uh god um are you a smoker are do you drink are you of legal age okay you're good enough for us fuck you <clears throat> though i did get a i did get a lot of questions on the drinking one as well like almost to the point where they're like what's your favorite drink how many of these do you i mean it was like they almost asked for the recipe. Like, I was about to give them a Manhattan recipe, because, like, this is what I make. I don't know what you want. Uh, well, did you know, um, if you buy a house and you put the, uh, I don't know what the insurance is called, but it's the insurance where if you die, uh, it would pay XYZ amount, basically paying off the house. It, so if I get killed by accident, or my heart explodes, or, you know, something like that, Brand, a stamp avalanche or something, yeah. Yeah, um, a, a flock of giant, postal. a flock of giant tortoises just come just start attacking. You know that kind of a, bir st a bird hits you in the face. <laughs> a bird picks up a turtle and decides it wants to drop it on my head because it's trying to eat the turtle that's inside of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled on a gnome on my way to work, and then it just it was all downhill from there. Oh, you know, one day this gnome, I, I accidentally broke it, and it, its buddies got pissed off, and they they came with these fish and just started beating me, which wouldn't be so bad, except the fish were concrete, and they fucking hurt. I mean, you know, <laughs> it happens to some people every once in a while. They shouldn't, they shouldn't fuck with the gnomes, but still. 
No. <laughs> uh, if you go over a certain amount, like I think it's like if if you owe over a hundred thousand dollars for the house, um, they require a major physical, probably what you had to go through, um, just so that they can make sure that their investment isn't going to get they aren't going to get screwed out of their investment. Like, you know, I mean, a 75-year-old man buys a $500,000 house for his 23-year-old girlfriend, and if he dies, then it's paid off? That kind of thing. I, I'm sure a lot of it what I had to do with what I do for a living. I'm sure that that's why it was so crazy, but it just was different to me. Well, you have a great chance of um, electrocution, I believe, is probably the greatest chance for you. I mean, that's you know, probably how I'm going to go out, you know. Honestly, I think I have a better chance of falling off a ladder than I do getting electrocuted, but, you know, whatever. Well, um, I probably have a better chance of getting electrocuted than you do. Uh, and but, I, I don't know. even play with it. <laughs> uh, now back to oh, our testicles. Oh, have we, I, I, I thought we... Are we going balls deep with that still, or is that over with? Have we reached the climax of that story? I don't know. Um, are you just trying to get a little head here? Yeah. <laughs> am, I sha- am I shafting you on jokes? <laughs> Uh, urethra. Uh. <laughs> no, I, all I was going to ask was, uh, so, how, so as this can be the Halloween hangover episode, too, like, how was your Halloween? Did you do anything fun or exciting? Tell me all the details. Uh, I went to, I got off work, went to three houses, and went home. Um, that was the gist of my entire Halloween. The boy dressed up as Mickey Mouse, um, and at one point, uh, at his grandmother's, there was a mouse under the table. And I got some cute little pictures of him as a mouse under the table, but and it wasn't none of that newfangled Mickey Mouse bullshit either. It was that 1940s style, you know, with the suspenders and the and the uh, gold buttons and, you know, the old school Mickey. Did you tell him to put that down and come over here? No. Well, actually, yes. Yes, I did. A couple of times. <laughs> He's a two-year-old. What do you expect? Sometimes you have to tell him, no, put that down and come over here. That makes me really happy. <laughs> I, I thought about saying no for a second, and then I realized, wait, I do tell him, put that down and come over here a lot. <laughs> oh, you're gonna, welcome. Every, you're welcome, Brewer. Every t- I, got, I, got, I got myself with that. Every time I go from here on out, I'm going to be thinking that. I'm going to have to start going, hey, you down there, get put that down and come over here. What is your problem? Oh, God. Uh, let's see. Our Halloween. Let's see. I had to work on Halloween. Which oh wait, was... did did I ask you yet? I I don't think I really gave a fuck. Oh oh oh! I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot protocol. If I ask you, and then I don't ever get to tell my side of the story. I forgot. It's, uh, we've we've been stalling for time on episodes and doing other bullshit that I so long that I almost forgot how our our actual show works. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be like Brewer, so uh, how was your Halloween, Cody? Well, I had to work on Saturday, which was what it was, and then we uh, wound up we wound up like deciding that we needed more candy because we're like, oh, there's going to be so many trick-or-treaters, and then it turns out we didn't have hardly any at all. Actually, I don't, even, I don't know if we had any. Now that I come to think of it, I don't know that we did. But anyway, so we went and got candy um, from Dollar General, and I think Madison and I both realized that your taste as an adult and your taste as children are far different because warheads are fucking disgusting. But Aww. for some reason, we, we decided we needed them in our lives. 
Um, I love that, Warhead still. To this day, they fucking hurt. They suck ass. They're just like the worst of the worst. And I mean, they're they're still really good for some reason. Nostalgia. I've got a ba- we'll just, I've got a bag of them here. You're more than welcome to. Hey, and send then there's them like way. these and there's like these weird ones that are like mint Warheads that we wound up with on for some reason. I don't know how, exactly how we got those, other than they're probably cheap. Yeah, um, that one would be a no. Mint Warheads. Ugh. But uh. Anyway, so and then we uh, decided that we needed to dress up the dogs because you know we have we're those people where we have to put the dogs in costumes. Which, uh, yes, plural dogs. We uh, have another one now. So yeah, I, I was just about to ask about that because you just when you said dogs, I was like, eh, maybe he's mis saying mis mispronunciating dog. But uh... no, no, that, that was that was like. It's it's like you know there's alien and then there's alien and then there's aliens. Well now we have dogs. So uh, oh, so that's what the S means. <sighs> yeah, that's that's you know you know an S. It's like an S. You know an S. You know plural ad says you know it adds things. It means there's more than one. You know an S. Yeah, I realize I just did that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I completely did that. As anyway, um, so now Madison is actually was. I tried. I tried with all my might to be a fucking hard ass and to be fucking. I I I don't anyway. So Madison comes home late one day and she's got she like opens the door and she's got the like saddest, most shriveled looking, like dirty, stinking puppy in her arms. She's like, I nearly killed it, and I was like, what happened? And so it turns out she was driving and like it ran out in front of her, like getting another dog ran out in front of her. And so she, like, pulled over, and she was like, well, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna take it to animal shelter or whatever. Which I did not realize was near the clusterfuck that it is. But, um, anyway, so, like, she gets it, and it's, like, freaking skinny and freezing and disheveled. And I knew when she brought it in that it was gonna be like, well, it's staying here. I just, I had that feeling, but I was like, no, we don't want, an, I don't want another dog right now. I don't want a puppy right now. Tried to be a fucking hard ass about it and be like, no, we're gonna take it back. Well... So the thing, the um, animal shelter here is only like it wasn't open the next day. They're only open like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday, or some weird ass days like that. And it happened to be one of those where it's gonna have to wait. I couldn't do it until I couldn't take the thing until Saturday, you know. And then I was like, well, it's just gonna have to stay here. And I was like, I want it separated from the other dogs. So I don't know if it has anything. And blah 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 blah. Well, we did that for a few days, and then she took it to one of those mobile vet things. They checked it out. They were like, how old it is. They tried to scan it for a chip and put a bunch of like found dog stuff out, which realistically, and like, and I actually did like way more research on what to do when found, when you find a dog than I ever thought I would in my life because I thought it was found dog, take to place, place says thank you, somebody comes and finds their dog, or that dog gets adopted because it's a puppy, right? Like, that's what happens, right? Unless, you know, unless it's, because the dogs that get killed are like the eight-year-old dogs that nobody wants. I understand that. I get that whole thing. That's dog economics. I understand that. But, so I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be any big deal. We'll just go take it. Well, you know, then, like, there's only the one place you can take it, and it's got these weird-ass hours, and then it's like $35 to take the thing, and I'm like, what? And then, like, everything they tell you on the site and everybody is like, you know, put up one, put up found dog posters. Do all the work yourself. Like, we're not going to help you. Not at all. And so, like, we did all of that through all these, like, internet message boards and blah, 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 blah. But realistically, like, we're, I'm sitting here thinking about it. And 
It's we live in an apartment complex surrounded by other apartment complexes with and I'm sure that it's just somebody's who like did bread with somebody else's and this is just the I, I just the way as skittish as it is, I don't think it was ever anybody's dog. I think it just was born and let loose and that's what it was. So anyway, I tried my best to be a fucking hard ass about it and to like break my wife's heart and be like, We don't need this dog. Well in the meantime it's fucking sweet and I kinda of fell in love with the goddamn thing. It's actually laying in my lap right now, so <laughs> we have two dogs now. Uh so. well um Funny story, so there was a cat, it was uh, out in our front yard, and it sweet little cat, it's just running around, it's cold, it's scared, this is a, probably about a week ago, and it's, it's cold, it's scared, and and we, uh, Brandy keeps looking at it, and she puts some tuna fish out there, she puts a little shelter out there, it, cat's gone, don't even need to worry about it anymore, it fucking disappeared. That's, mm. how, that, that's how you do it, that's the Ernie way of doing it, tell her, no, it stays outside. It'll just run itself away. It's okay. Uh, well, I'm I, glad you found a. I'm glad you found a dog you like. Well, I mean, I, I like I like the other one a whole, whole lot. It's it's actually just that's honestly been my most favorite part about it. I mean, the the potty training thing is getting an old, but you know whatever. Like we've almost we almost understand. Don't pee in the house. We haven't quite got don't poop in the house yet, but it's a slow battle. <laughs> but my my favorite part about it was is with Penguin, the other dog, because she's like wanted nothing to do with this dog like for the first couple of days, and then like her slowly coming around and liking it, and like the last two days they have been playing like it's going out of style, so it's kind of, that's actually been my favorite part about it, but. I, I don't know. It's just one of those like I mean, because Penguin we got from a rescue shelter, and that's kind of the way I feel like you know, I mean, there's. I have nothing against people that decide they need purebred, whatever the fucks. But for what I need for a dog, I don't need a purebred anything. I can just have somebody's leftover mistake or whatever. I don't need anything fancy. So, like, okay, this one we legitimately, like, it was on the street. It didn't have a home. It didn't have collars. We tried to, we tried to take it to give it away to, like, whoever, whoever the owners were. We tried. They aren't, obviously don't care. Okay, fine. It's our dog. And I just, that's kind of the way I like to, I'd rather have them. I just, you know, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to show, I don't need a show dog. I don't need a purebred, you know, Irish, you know, troll hunting hound or whatever the fuck. I just, I don't, I've never been that person. And, and, and that's the other, like, I don't understand people that don't, and I'm about to pull a Bob Barker here, I know, but I just don't understand people that don't just get their fucking dog spayed and shit. I mean, just do it if you're not, I mean, like, if you have a yard and they're not going to get out, whatever. But I just I don't think it's that hard of a thing to do. I mean, just mm, well, I don't. Well, I have two dogs. Baby is a uh, spade. Uh, she is I think like Irish Wolfhound, Greyhound, something other mix. And then uh, Charlie is a full blooded Chocolate Lab. So one of those purebred fucks that you're talking about. Funny story. My brother bought him. And couldn't keep him, so I took him over, uh, traded him for a laptop because Brandy wanted another dog. And um, I had all the chances of getting his papers, making money off of him. Never cared to turn him in because I, I mean, I don't need the I don't need the hassle of uh, oh yeah, you have this purebred dog. Well, let me see your papers. Let me see your papers. If my dog wants to get some, then uh, there shouldn't be papers involved. Right, but, like, that at least makes sense, but I guess I look at it as, like, because, 
the, the conversation kind of came up because, like, I, I fully intend to spay this dog. I fully intend to. And the, uh, not myself, I'm going to go somewhere and do it, but, you know, still. <laughs> Good um, catch. But, uh, anyway, I, uh. You don't want to go online and Google it? Oh, God. Oh, now she's knocking the microphone around. Ever Enjoy that bump, everybody. Um, anyway, so, she, like, it kind of came up with, like, oh, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't spare or whatever. Like, we should let her have puppies. And I'm like, why? Do we need more? Like, there's enough stray, like, we literally got this dog for nothing off the street because somebody else didn't care. Do, is, do we need more in the world? I mean, if you need a dog, just go pick an animal shelter and go get one. I mean, I just, I don't understand... I, I guess I equate it in a way to the way I look at um, I look at graves, because in in my mind, it, it doesn't make any sense to go and like go and get buried. I th- I think it's a waste of space. You know, to me, it's I don't I feel like I took up enough space in life. The last thing I need is to take up more. I just I don't get that. I don't get the point of like getting buried and you know having a big piece of rock over you that says I was here. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You're not there to see it. Who the fuck gives a shit? I mean, so at le- I take I take it you're in the cremation business or the cremation I, w- group. Honestly, Madison and I are going to donate our bodies. Well, that's actually pretty le- cool. At least somebody gets some use out of you. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't see. I don't get it. I don't see the point in a way, and that's kind of the way I feel about this. I know it's a weird, a weird rope to use to connect the two together, but. I don't know. It's the way my head works, I guess. Uh, personally, I wouldn't mind. Um, there, there are two different things that would be kind of cool. One is uh, that Life Gym company, where um, you go, they compress your body, or they cremate you, compress you, and turn you into a beautiful diamond that your uh, great grandson will get. Uh, need the heroin fix and go pawn you off for some money. Um, there's that, or I've always just wanted to. Uh, you know, just go find an active volcano somewhere, have a heart attack, and just fall in. I mean, that seems like a way to go. I can see that, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, you you can just tell me uh, as far as, like, your opinions of it. But, okay, so, like, my, you know, the last grandparent I had died a while back. It's been, it's been a couple months, but uh, she was of that generation, just like my other ones, where they did the open casket thing, which I think is weird. I mean, Very. again... If you if it's what you want to do, fine. I mean, I think I have advocated that to the end of my end of my fucking existence. It's not my. I don't want you to tell me how to do yours. Don't you know? Do your thing. But I think the open casket thing is weird. I mean, especially because that's how you die or how you look at the end is not how you looked when you were at your best. Let's face it. Um, but I, then they're all they all they are well, all into that thing. Well, there there are a group of people that whenever they die, they actually do look their best. Um, and those people obviously did life wrong. Fair point. Fair point. But it's it's one of those things where okay, like I I think that's weird. I I, I don't I don't really get into that. The same way with like cremation. I don't have like again. I I lean that route a bit, but I would rather if you're gonna cremate me, go put me in a bush or you know don't or, or you know don't. You know, flush me down General Patton's toilet or whatever. Like, do that, and you know, and have your little thing about it. Don't don't keep me in your house. Like, don't yeah, keep me that, on a mantle. Yeah, are, I, are you I with me to- on that? I could totally see where you're going on there. That's why, like, um, like I said, if I if 
I die, uh, I if I'm going if, if to... If I die, if you die, you got something planned we, we don't know about here? Well, let's just say um, there there are some things in the works that some people just don't know about. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think that... Uh, I don't think any of you feeble humans need to worry about it. Uh, my father, you know, he's got some hookups in the underworld, if you know what I mean. Also, when you'd say something like really creepy, you're like, yep, not gonna die. Pickle juice, every orifice, every morning. <laughs> well, no, I was just, I went more the Satan route, you know. Uh, everyone either keeps, one. Maybe, everyone just thinks that my dad's Satan. And, well, maybe not my dad, dad, <laughs> but you know, you know what I Good mean. Good save. Good save. You know what I mean? Not not my not my biological father, but you know the the father of um of the underworld. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Of course, everyone knows who I'm talking about, right? Hey. Sweet sweet Beelzebub, we get the point. Who, who's Beelzebub? Uh, I'm talking about Johnny from down the street. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh. I mean, don't you know he 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 has that like me and him have been talking for all these years. He's treated me like a son. He's a uh, he's helped me learn how to deal the drugs properly. He's he's the king of the underworld. I mean, he said this new drug that he's about to give me is going to make me live forever. What, what what's wrong with that? I mean, I, he said it was something. I can't remember. I think he said something like um like um. God, what was it called? I think it was Hero Iron? Hero Iron? Something like that, you know. It, it apparently makes you feel amazing and it makes you super strong for super long. I mean, he he told me it was um it was mixed with something. I think it's like coke. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't want some miracle drug mixed with my favorite drink of all time? Who wouldn't? Such such good points. I I can't even argue. And now for that random drug test on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, ah! the, dry, the dryer's done. Oh, I, th- I thought that was the feds kicking in your door and, and seizing all your recording equipment. God, that'd be the most boring record, like most boring thing for them to sift through. <laughs> Could you imagine it? Uh, three, two, one. Penis joke. Penis joke. Talking about dead people, um, talking about drugs. Oh, oh, there, there might be something good right there. Uh, and now another penis joke. Sadly, I think all the best stuff we, I, if it's worth anything, we release it. So I don't know that I can say it. Like I don't know. Like it's all out there anyways. Like if it's fun. If that, it's... that was that was great timing. Uh, you know, a penis joke and releasing it really. <laughs> well, you know. The, you know, get yourself hard. There's many ways to do this. And when you're ready, ejaculate. <laughs> oh man! But okay, so so riddle me this, Batman. Do you think that we can ever come up with a better a better blanket term or a so there term than calling somebody a racist? Because you know, you get backed into a corner, and it's like, oh, it's because you're a racist. 
What, what, what do you think we can replace that with? Because I, I feel the world needs that. And I, I think that you and I can put, can put our brain powers together, our mind brains, if you will, and see, see, see what we can come up with for not only, not only for our illustrious listening audience who are so, so sexy. Because as we've established, only good looking people listen to board shenanigans. So. Hey, so, this is the to go episode. We, we don't know what kind of heathens are out there. Only extremely sexy people live and listen to this to go episodes. Th- those that are so goddamn sexy, they don't care about their figure. They'll let it go straight to their thighs. <laughs> and that's right. When, if we, given the chance, the board shenanigans to go episodes will go straight in between your thighs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, a better term than racist, um, man, uh, there's the obvious ones of bigot, um, Prejudice. I mean, prejudice is a pretty good one because you know it, it goes over a wide variety of people. Well, I, I guess I guess I'm thinking of like a counter term. Like maybe that's more what I'm thinking. Because if somebody calls you a racist, I mean, the only thing I could think of that's more. That, that oh, goes, so like, you want to go against racist? So they call yeah, yeah, you a racist? Uh, uh, here, here, here. Let, let, let's let's go down. Let's go down. Let's go down a, a, a scenario. Like, do, like insult me in some way, Brent. I know it'll be hard. As long as it's not ridiculous, I'll be okay. As long as there's no ridiculous scenarios, we're good. Uh, well, there's no promises. Damn. Well, you insult me. Oh, um, wait, no. I insult you. You call me racist. I call you something back, right? Right. Okay. Um, fuck you, you lily-licking bastard. You're only saying that because I'm white. You racist. Well, fuck you, you tampon muncher. Not bad. Not bad. Now, see, my, the only thing I can think of that one-ups racist, besides the obvious, like, communists and all that that I want to do, I think pedophile? I mean, you can call somebody a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, that that would pretty much, uh, that that would be definitely one of those things that uh, are worse than being a racist. Um, okay, let's see. Get called a racist, um, Gaylord? I mean, I mean, if you do it right, that might be able to catch them off guard. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess you could call, I, I guess you could call them homophobic. That'd be kind of funny because that'd really throw them off their game. Like you, <laughs> racist, you homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd have to be like, they'd have to be like, wait a minute, how am I homophobic? Like, oh, you don't even know. Like, you, oh, I'm so mad right now. I'm like, gonna go talk to my boyfriend. You like, don't I'm even gonna, know. I'm gonna go talk to my supervisor right now because you're so homophobic. You're calling me a racist. I just I can't. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that would be horribly funny. Um, let's see. All right. Yeah, homophobe, pedophile. Um, what if you just they called you racist? You called them a, a rapist and just screamed <laughs> and just screamed at the top of your lungs. Don't touch me there. <laughs> that's a really fucking good idea like you drop to the ground and scream like quit <laughs> touching me <laughs> sexual harassment sexual harassment <laughs> as you're going down you're ripping off your clothes <laughs> <laughs> like you punch yourself in the face like fight club style you like punch yourself in the face and you're like oh he assaulted me and took and took my precious flower 
Imagine, like, just, just imagine, okay, so, like, this happens in the, whatever, the break room or wherever, and, like, the boss, like, imagine just for a second being that, bo- being that boss, and, like, then the door comes <laughs> flying open, and you, and there's a guy whose shirt's all ripped up, and he's like, he raped me, and then the other ones right up, like, he's a racist, and, like, the boss was just sitting there, like, filling out his DPS reports or whatever, and then he's like, wait a minute. What did I? What just happened? It's like there's so much paperwork I'm about to do over all this. Like, like how did we get here? Like you just like you know it's like a Tuesday afternoon. He's sitting there. He's like, I just I just tried to enjoy my coffee. It's like the doors fly open and like accusations just come like about everybody like you got a guy whose shirt's ripped and another one who's calling him a racist and he's like he's raped me he raped me at the break it's like he's a liar and a racist like why would I lie about this Like, like the, there's like the shit stirring secretary, and she's like, "I saw the whole thing." Like he, he, he used a racial slur in retaliation. He raped him. <laughs> like, like no truth to it at all. And she's just like advocating that it's all true. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait a minute, Chad. Ed. If you saw this, why didn't you say? Why didn't you stop anything? Why didn't you come to tell somebody? Janine, why'd you let him rape him? <laughs> do you know how much paperwork I have to do now? I just wanted to go home and play with my testicles. But no, now I have to stay here for hours and hours today re- doing a report about where, how where, where he Where exactly is this rape. guy from? I don't know. He's the pedophile. He was the pedophile from uh, earlier in the story. Don't you remember? Oh, it's <laughs> before so like, the racist got, or before the racist raped the rape, before the rapist raped the racist for being around a pedophile. I don't know. <laughs> and the, well, no, that that'd be it. Like whatever, whatever. He's like Janine. You didn't do anything to stop it. And he's like, I will not be called. Don't be called accusations by a fucking pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh. it's just, like, like how it can just go from 
like zero to eight hundred in like seconds. Like he just lit. Like just that's the funniest thing to me is how fucking flabbergasted this like that guy would be. He's just sitting there like I'm just about done with my paperwork. I might be able to get home at two forty five today. First time I've been able to do this in six months. He's like just fit put like about to sign the last piece and fax it over. He's like, this is good coffee's really good this morning. He's like, he's getting his little sip of it. He, he's <laughs> like, man, you know what? I get to, I get to go out after this. It's two forty-five. The school is a block away. I actually get to sit and watch the kitties in person for a change. <laughs> now, all I gotta do is walk to this little time clock right <laughs> past these two men. Oh my god. What's going on over there? Oh, God damn it, Janine! <laughs> Guess those little boys will just have to be on tape again. I just really like the, Like, what would you do if you walked, if you walked in to, like... Like, you walked into the break room and there's somebody raping the shit out of another person and the person that's getting raped is just like blurting out like just full of racial slurs like don't you call me that <laughs> like how would you react to that situation <laughs> well in that situation i would have to take the rapist out but when you're thinking about it uh, th- how would you feel if you walk in and you see guy a calling guy b a racial term and guy B, or and guy B calling him a racist and guy A being like how dare you rape and start ripping off his clothes and beating the shit out of himself i think I, i'd just be so happy i got to enjoy that ride you know like there's points in life where like the drama's happening and instead of letting it drag you down just get your popcorn and sit down and enjoy it you know i mean it's everywhere People are children. Nobody nobody acts like an adult ever. And, you know, just there's those times when it's just, it's so bad and so vivid that you just have to be like, you know what, let's look at the pretty colors and just sit and just enjoy the, the car crash. And then there are some times that you just have to walk up, look at both of them straight in the face, and just say, so, this is how it's going down, right? Okay. Rape party! And they rip off his clothes, and the uh, disco ball falls from the ceiling, and he just starts running around dancing on people. You notice I asked for no ridiculous scenarios, and I'm the one giving the fucking ridiculous scenario. What the fuck is wrong with me? You're, you're, we've slowly infiltrated your brain. Ah, oh, God. Not again. You do realize... You, you, I just got rid of those earworms. You do realize the more you complain about ridiculous scenarios, the happier it makes us to do ridiculous scenarios, right? Well, you do realize that it's not the ridiculous scenarios that I have a problem with, because I do quite a few ridiculous scenarios of my of my own, as you can uh, blatantly tell. It's um, it's just certain ones. They get to the point where it's like fifteen minutes of um. Oh, you're not going to believe what just happened. Uh, and then 15 more minutes of a totally different, Oh, you're not going to believe what just happened. And after a while, ridiculous scenarios just, if they're all the same ridiculous scenario, it just wears on me. 
honestly, which I've said multiple times, and I really wish you would go and leave this as a review, like, that time, I, I think it was the April Fool's episode we were super, super proud of, which is episode 78 for those of you at home who want to know what I'm talking about, but, um... We are like, super proud of, because we put a fuck ton of work into it. And I was like, dude, what'd you think? And your reaction was, it required a suspension of disbelief that I cannot muster. And I just <laughs> so wanted you to go and leave that as a review. Like, that was one of my favorite things you've ever told me. And not just, like, related to our podcast that we talk about all the time. I mean, just, like, as a friend. That's one of the best things you've ever told me. Uh, I'm glad that I could, um, I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> let's go online right now and do this let's see uh you're in the podcast section um board shenanigans with ryan s brewer and cody james which i still don't know why you let him be in front uh i think it's the same reason that uh like there's you know the strict protocol of i get to talk first is because i think i talked first the first time and you know just tradition uh, yeah. uh well let's see uh, your website on your description to your uh, iTunes feed is wrong. I know. I haven't. I'm uh, yet to figure out how to fix it. Um, um, what you do is you get a tech guy and you just do that. Board shenanigans. Okay. Podcast. Okay. Cool. Podcast. Let's see. Uh, it, reviews. Um, oh, well, I've already reviewed it back in 2013, but let's re-review it. Do to do to do. I don't know my password. Fuck. Why do I need a password to review this? I don't know. I don't know why you need a password to do ah, many, many shit. things. And of course, it's um. Damn it, my password's wrong. Of course, my password is wrong. Why wouldn't it be wrong? Background noise for your life. Of course, it's wrong again. Apparently, I don't know my fucking password. These things <sighs> happen from time to time. <sighs> What can you do besides whip out your John finger and start playing? Oh, still wrong. Um, God dang, am I that bad at freaking remembering my own goddamn passwords? Mm. How many passwords do I have? I don't know. You don't change. You don't change them every three months like you're supposed to. I change them like I change them so well I don't remember them. Ah, something just dinged at me. Things ah, ding it redinged. Things ah. ding, ding from time to time. <sighs> Some days you just you just feel like a nut. Some days you are one. And this is like, eh, fuck it, I give up. Fuck your review. Your review doesn't matter. And in a minute it won't be even matter. Ah, uh, true friend. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, I'll so, um, as everybody in Podcastia and Podcastlandia just cares... And Podcast in Tenopel. All those places. Um, as all of y'all care deeply, deeply... Um, about about it. Brett and I may potentially be planning just a road trip. So, what do you have in mind? Since we haven't talked about it, and fuck it, we're let's talk about it on the air because why not? Well, originally my entire plan was I was going to do about a week with the family and then just take a week and just drive somewhere. I don't know exactly where. I didn't have any plans. Just disappear for a week. Well, apparently, with my history. Uh, I need a chaperone. And Brandy decided that the only person that she'd be trustworthy, uh, or that she would trust as a chaperone for me that I would agree to would be you. So, that's how you got invited on this trip. Begrudgingly, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. 
<laughs> no, um, pretty much just the entire idea is drive around for, I don't know, four or five days. Um, just wherever the hell we go, we get, or wherever we go, we're, we're there. It doesn't really matter. Um, there's, of course, a couple of places that we cannot go. We can't go to, uh, well, we can't go out of the country because, you know, the whole passports and you can't take guns and that crap. Um, we can't go to Maine because we'd have to go to, through New York and New Jersey and all those crappy ass states. Um, I thought about going to New Hampshire for no reason, but I mean, again, you have to go through those crappy states and I uh, just don't care to not going to California. So basically it's just, um, about 40 states, uh, an option to go through 40 different states. I mean, I don't know exactly where we would go, why we would go, what we would do. It's basically a road trip of just driving and talking. Well, I think that, unfortunately, the Satan statue is not up, because that would be my number one choice. But that's Oklahoma. That's not that far away from me. That's not something... I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of... Um, uh, just a really fun trip to White Castle. We can record the entire thing, too. Just Brent and Cody go to White Castle. But see like, what happens. But, like, White Castle was in the same town, I assume, as it was with... The, I don't even know. I don't know that I've ever no, actually... No, it was a little bit away from there, uh, because they had to go on the highway, and the one that they were going to in a couple of cities over was, uh, was closed, so they had to go, I think, like, another 50, 100 miles... To the closest White Castle, it wasn't in the same town because otherwise it would have been a uh, a short film and not a because like, how would they end up in the middle of nowhere? Honestly, like in complete honesty, you never paid enough that you I never don't know that I've ever attention. I don't know that I've ever seen that entire movie. <laughs> I, I, well, you you haven't missed much. Two stoners, they want to go to White Castle, they end up in White Castle. I, I remember the Neil White Patrick Harris Harris part, which was really funny. Dude, Neil Patrick Harris makes those movies so fucking horribly hilarious. It's not even funny. I especially loved him in um the Harold and Kumar Very Merry Christmas or whatever the hell it was called because he plays his gay character with his husband. They hmm. they're both on screen, they're kissing and then all of a sudden it's like, ugh, like everyone leaves and they're like, "Oh fuck, that was disgusting, man. Don't use tongue next time. What's your fucking problem?" God, you know we only play this gay thing so that we can get some tang. And it's it's Neil Patrick Harris playing the womanizer being himself. It is fucking hilarious how um like he's playing gay so that he could get the pussy while he's gay. And it it's just hilarious and amazing. It he makes that entire like just you know what, skip the entire fucking movie, go on YouTube and put Neil Patrick Harris Harris parts in Harold and Kumar movies. Well, I know that uh I know that the um the parts with him and the other one I I've, I've or maybe that was anyway. I know that I remember seeing them. I think it was a YouTube thing or it was like, "Oh, this is the funniest cameo ever." And then I went and watched that part of it because I remember because I remember the funny like I thought it was really funny. He was like, "Oh, I made love stains in the back of your car. Sorry." And I just like really thought that was funny. I, Oh yeah, that's where uh, they actually make it to White Castle, and he he's like, uh, "Here's the money for the food. Here's a couple of extra hundred dollars uh, for the car. What what'd you do to my car? Oh, uh, I made some love stains in the back. You what? 
I know. It was a dick move. That's why I'm paying for your food. I well, uh, uh, would you like to pick a random restaurant we could go to? Uh, we could go to a Kenny Rogers Roasters. I've never been to one of those. And then we can know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and run. There's that There's that as an option. We could do random, um, let's see. So a White Castle, Kenny Rogers. Um, we have to find somewhere that most people don't go to gamble and go gamble there. So, like, I mean, what do you mean? You just like go shoot dice in front of like the world's second biggest ball of yarn or something, or at the Grand Canyon? I don't know what. I don't... Ooh, we could we could try to see how many states' capitals I could lick. <laughs> or no, actually, you know, you know how we we should plan this. We should plan this the appropriate way, and we should also clip the fuck out of the microphone so everybody can hear that too. Um, oh, okay. Let's see. Weirdest city names. Well, I don't want to plan it that way. I kind of just, I I can, I kind of want to just um, get on the road, drive somewhere, and find something from that place to do. Uh, just oh well, today we're traveling left, today we're traveling right. But we've got to make sure, no matter where we end up, we have enough time for me to drop you back off in Houston and then get back to Amarillo before the week is up. Well, there's uh, No Name Colorado, which I just kind of love. Not going to Colorado. Uh, I, I just don't want to deal with the gun bullshit. Uh, Sweet Lips, Tennessee. Yeah, we could go to Sweet Lips. Um, kind of want to maybe try one of the Dakotas. Let's go to the... let's. Which one's the one with uh, Mount Rushmore? I think that's South. I don't know, but if we're north and south Dakota, would we be, or would we be in north and south, south and north Dakota? I mean, because if we're if we're too far south, if we're too far north and south Dakota. What do you call it? I can ask somebody there. I know, right? We could do that. We could we could go to a random city and just ask them questions that um, they should know about their state. Are we in North South Dakota or are we in South North Dakota? Um, I there's we also the there's also a uh, OK Oklahoma, which is just. I would have so much fun with. I think we're probably going to end up uh, east coast uh, and north states. There's also an Prob ac there's also an accident, Maryland. Yeah, um, what is there a Hills Have Eyes somewhere? Uh, there's an asylum, Pennsylvania. Oh, we can go to Centralia. Where is we can go to Centralia, Pennsylvania. It's it's the um, it's the city that Silent Hill is based on. Oh, is that the one that's, like, slowly sinking or whatever? It's the one that the fires are still burning in the mines. Yeah. They've been doing that for almost 100 years, I think. That actually would be kind of nifty to see that. Yeah, yeah just, just to say, just to go take a picture at that sign and say, we went to Centralia. That would be cool. Well, and White Castles are near there, I think. <laughs> Have you ever eaten at a White Castle? I've never eaten at a White Castle. No, that's the whole reason why I want to go. Like, what? I could... I mean, Jack in the Box was fun until I got Jack in the Box, and now it's like, oh, well, it's Jack in the Box. Okay. Now now it's like, I've never eaten at a White Castle. Let's go to a White Castle. So how do, how do you feel, how do you feel that you have, I guess you have Jack in the Box now? Do you feel like, is it worth it? Is it just another burger chain to you? Is it special? What do you think? Well, we didn't have it here. We had one in Lubbock, but the only the very first place I ever went to... Uh, Eat at White Castle, or, yeah, eat at White Castle. You know, I, I went to eat at White Castle in White Castle. No, um, the very first place I ever went was um, Albuquerque. And it was greasy, and it was fast. And, yeah, it's pretty much, it, it was 
it had a couple of good things, but it just wasn't like amazing. Uh, and up until the franchise owner got kicked out of uh, Lubbock, uh, we went every time I had a wrestling show. And every night we would just stop, spend all the money that I just got for wrestling. So on, all $6? And like 15 20 You know how it is. Yeah. Inflation. Right, right. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, ended up going up there and... Or ended up doing that, and I mean, it was it was okay. It, it wasn't amazing, but it it was okay. Is there any is there anywhere like fast food place you actually really legitly like? Uh depends on what you define as fast food. Um, okay, well, what skirts the line? I guess. Well, you know, you could you could actually go enjoy something big and nice at like Rosa's. Yeah, I think Rosa's definitely skirts that line. Um, uh, I like Rosa's. I mean, you could go, I mean, it's good, and it's fast. Like, they're really fast, but they actually make food that you could sit down and eat. Yeah, Madison loves that freaking place. It's actually one of the biggest <clears throat> things that I think I miss from there. Well, uh, let's see another one. Oh, uh, tell her, just, you know, just throwing it out there, you know, uh, when her contract is up and everything, you know, uh, we just had another one built, so we're now up to three, and the line is never that big. Just throwing that out there. Uh, no, but, um, you have, let's see, Roses is one of those ones that I'd say skirts the line. Um, McAllister's, I wouldn't say that it's a hundred percent fast food, but I wouldn't say that it's a. Uh, I mean, and that's those are basically like Jason's Delis, right? I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? Yeah, basically a Jason's Deli, a little bit different, but not too much. But their their tea is amazing. Um, let's see, <sighs> that's pretty much the only two that I could really think of that could be considered fast food, but could also be considered a dining experience. Well, maybe not experience isn't the good word. Um, a dining event. <laughs> you could you could make an event out of it. You could go with your friends and actually go out and sit at one of their tables for an hour or two and it not be a big deal. Whereas if you went to McDonald's, you want to get in and get the fuck out. So you could go in there, get in, want to get out. Or you could go in there and sit around for a while. It doesn't matter. They're not going to say anything. Okay, I can see that. It it would be like um, if we tried to go to Burger King and sit at one of their tables. I know a way to, to determine if it's a really good place or not. If it has a large dining area that you can move tables. And not move tables with like crappy chairs. I mean padded chairs. So if it has padded chairs, padded seats, and you can move the tables, then it's considered, uh, it's not considered fast food. Well, I know that uh, like I, that's like one of Brewer's caveats for uh, does it count as fast food or not? Because like he doesn't feel that Whataburger is fast food since they bring your food to you. <sighs> I'm gonna have to go ahead and say that that's not fast or that that is fast food. Oh yeah, I think so too. <clears throat> I mean, normally I would say if it has a drive-through, it's fast food. But some of these places, well, actually, all of these places I'm mentioning have. Fa- uh, have drive-throughs, but I still would consider like here's here's one. Uh, Fazoli's is it fast food or not? Yeah, I consider that fast food. I mean, it's a because it's a, it's a great niche though. 
Like yeah. that, that's one of those that I I wish there was more stuff like that that it, that that existed in the world that you know decent decent food or like of of some like I get I guess why isn't there and I've I've fucking said this forever why is there not like an all day breakfast place like that I mean I know that you've got your eye hops and your Denny's and all that bullshit but like legit why isn't there like you know the biscuit barn or whatever the fuck and that's what they do and it, it's just you go and you're like I want an omelet and you can go and like order it and you get it quick you know why isn't there like a um, 24 hour pizza and donut shop on every corner in Colorado right now how do you know there isn't because there's not a 24 hour pizza and donut shop in Colorado on every corner right now exactly mm. let's go let's go do it let's go start a pizza and donut chain that sells bacon on the side, uh, and uh, let's see. Should, uh, we could. Are go- our tagline gonna... could be. Uh, our tagline could be every piece blessed by a, a man of the cloth. Um, and yeah, can, can we sell? Can we sell chocolate vaginas for dessert? Oh, you know what? Yes, yes, we can. I don't know if you heard that episode or not. Yes, I did, and I really thought about um, making a mold. Just because um, it it would be funny to have a anatomically correct penis sucker. So yes, what we are advocating, dear listeners, is if you don't listen to Penn Sunday School, if it's not in your podcast rotation, we advocate that it should be. Because Britt and I listen to Penn Sunday School and talk about it half the time, and that's what we were just talking about. Yeah, if you don't understand the reference, well then... You're about I mean, if chocolate to... vagina is not enough to get you in, I don't. I, there's no, you're, this is not gonna. There's nothing that's gonna get you there. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, you dirty, dirty fucker. <laughs> so, um, I I love how he was like, you know what? If you want to make a chocolate bar of your penis or uh, your breasts or anything, um, and send them my way, go for it. I love how he is just so okay with anything and everything. I I actually, one thing that, which I guess I can do this because I've done this before. One thing that I really enjoyed about that, this week's show was, uh, him kind of talking, like, him talking about how he's listening to, uh, like, religious, yeah, uh, religious stuff. Um, from, from like the point of view of instead of trying to criticize it, just trying to take kind of the good points from it. Um, as far as, as far as like the community aspect and da 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 da. And like one of the things he said that I just, I kind of surprised me a little bit, but I sort of see it a, in a way was how he's talking about how he's like kind of done with blasphemy as far as like that being a big deal that he needed to get out of his system or whatever. And, mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that kind of made me think as far as, like, you know, that's a really, really good strategy, life skill, like, knowledge booster. I don't know what the fucking term for it would be, but to, you know, like, whatever you are, you know, obviously, you know, he's a big atheist or whatever. And, and, you know, if I would do that, if I would actually, you know, I mean, I know I was raised in all that, but probably if I actually looked at it from eyes now would benefit me more and I could learn, you know, I could actually like spread my knowledge a little bit, learn it a little bit, or like even, cause I, I've, I know I do that with politics stuff, but not near like the level I should, like I actually maybe should listen to some Nancy Pelosi bullshit or fucking, you know, that shit to 
try and get a little more out of it and just like push my knowledge base a little further. I don't know if I can ever get to the whole regular list of Bill O'Reilly, but I could try. You know, I um I think I'm actually done with the Bible for just a little while. Um apparently you can only use it as a weapon back against people so so many times before uh before they start uh getting very upset with you. Because I've been using my knowledge of the Bible against uh people saying stupid shit and those people just happen to be family and they really didn't like not they didn't like the fact that they were wrong but they didn't like the fact that i of all people was telling them that they were wrong and backing it up using their own stuff in general i find that people don't do well with that um i guess the biggest thing i've learned that see i've had a great deal of success with is shit that I've taken from the... I don't even know if it was Tom Woods or Lions Liberty or fucking Jason Stapleton. I don't even fucking remember which one. But, you know, the, all those libertarian... All these, like, political-minded freedom podcasts that you and I both listen to and like. I, I, the biggest thing that I have learned is, like, get your point, drop it in there as quick as you can, do it, like, be don't be confrontational, don't be aggressive, say your point, get it, and fucking leave. And you do more with that than you do by beating somebody over the head with it. And I, that is such, I'm so glad that I learned that and I implement, implement that because I was really bad about that, about like, no, you will see my point and that doesn't solve anything. You know, I find this really funny. Um, I was using a lot of the knowledge that I learned from Lions of Liberty, uh, just Tom Woods, just the stuff that I already knew and thought, or just my personal beliefs and stuff. I was going on to some posts that, like, they would just pop up in my feed, and I would go in there, I would refute everything about them, destroy any arguments really quickly, um, to the point where their only choices were, oh, you're a racist, or you're, you're you a Muslim, you're a Muslim lover, blah, blah, blah. Like, they would go in and go, like, the bad people would instantly go after me. But I was finding myself getting friend requests from people I've never met, and I start looking into them, and some of these people, have, like, were doing pretty decent, pretty good stuff in the Liberty Movement, and I'm like, huh, how the hell did you see my post of all posts? And, like, I quit doing that here recently for a little bit, but... uh I think I may start doing that again, just finding random memes that are stupid and just putting a quick thing in and going away. I, I've, I've definitely, I haven't done a whole lot of it, like, on the internet, really, but the biggest thing I've done is, like, people I'm around, like, for instance, and just as a, you know, I'm gonna toot my own horn, but fuck it, you're listening to my podcast, I don't care. Um, one of the, like, I had a... I kind of did this with one of the guys I work with, and it's a guy. I, it's a guy I'm actually like really kind of enjoy working with him and everything. And we were talking, and it was I don't even know how we got on the subject of police, but you know, I all I we were just talking about it, and I just was I don't I just brought up the point of I don't think the police system works. I think I was like, how do you have one group that's the only you know if their numbers are bad. 
they get more money and they're the one group that actually has to that actually is in charge of your security. I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. If anything, there should be multiple ones bidding for your security so you're offered a better service instead of what we have now because it's obviously not working. And it was like a real simple that kind of thing. It wasn't even I wasn't anything even in depth, but it was like I don't know. I probably talked about it for like two minutes. And yeah. then I was just like, I let it go and, you know, whatever. And I didn't think anything else about it. I just, it was more like, I kind of got to get my point out and then I'll fuck off. And, you know, and like, I was it. And I didn't think anything else about it. I just let it go. And all we've talked about for like the last three days has been the, like liberty minded related shit. Um, it's actually been kind of awesome. So, I mean,. Today, today we had this like really big conversation about about like how taxes are bullshit. Like yeah. it was uh, it was pretty awesome, and it's you know it's something like he's not an unintelligent person. It's just one of those, like I've never really been in a situation to talk to somebody and them kind of like start to maybe see my side. And I mean, like Matt, I, my wife is definitely like she's. She's definitely come around a lot to where we have very similar political viewpoints now, but I've never really done this with somebody that I didn't know that well. And it's just, man, it's it's honestly fun. It's so Mm -hmm. cool. Like I've never never done it before. So advocate your political beliefs if you feel informed and you know, like or whatever your thing is, you know, talk about it to people because you know it's actually kind of worth it. Yeah. I I find myself like I'm better I'm better typing because my thoughts sometimes whenever I'm actually just sitting and as you've noticed whenever I sit and I talk my thoughts can get scrambled and I can start I'll do like 50 different conversations at once and it just whenever I'm typing it calms me puts me in a path where I know what I'm saying and if I get off topic I can just back up, realize where I got off topic, and fix it. So my convert, like, while texting or while messaging or anything like that, my my conversations come back or come across um, much more eloquent, much more thought out, and easier to follow my logic. Whereas whenever I'm talking to you, sometimes I can bounce around between five different things, and by the end you're like, that made no sense, and in my mind, it still makes perfect sense. I mean, but I think I think some people are just geared that way, you know. Like I know I definitely I can write things I feel better than I can than I can speaking them. I mean, hell, ninety percent of our show the laughs come from me failing, so I definitely feel that I have that strength as well. But it's kind of cool whenever you can maybe get your point across in a in a way with you know that that makes people think oh and i i don't know how hell i don't know if this is even going to make the fucking air i uh <laughs> I, I really really pissed a guy off with my uh Lysander Spooner bumper sticker on my toolbox like i really fucking pissed off this drywall <laughs> guy cuz it's the, it's that quote where he's like uh truly truly a man is a slave if he thinks if he thinks that he can elect elect a ruler over a set period of terms like is that quote of his and mm-hmm. it really really hacked the guy off maybe it was the big anarchy a that made him mad i don't know but it was like i was really happy with that like that made me very happy you uh i don't know if we've actually had this talk before but uh 
have you ever had the uh, discussion with someone what anarchy really is and had them like the second you say anarchy they they freak the fuck out and they're like oh you're an anarchist oh god but then whenever you explain it to them more properly they they're like wait a second that's what that means I feel that the best way to explain anarchy to somebody is to go with voluntarism. I feel that that's the best. That's 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 actually what I was meaning. Like, um, Brandy and I at one point we were talking, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm consider myself an anarchist. I consider myself an anarcho anarcho capitalist. That's how I view myself. And she's like, oh god. Uh. She told her dad that, and her dad is like, oh whatever. Like really fucking anarchist really like you know how it is you you get the eye roll whenever you hear something like that yep. but then me and her sitting back and talking and it's like no what i mean is i don't think that there should be anything that the government does there is nothing the government does right now that helps anybody at all ever uh they say they do but the private sector could do it better i don't want them to come at me with a gun and say you have to help us abort this baby uh, I want them to say, "Hey, we're taking donations for this group. I mean, it it helps with breast or it helps with breast cancer awareness. It helps with this. It helps with that. Oh, and every once in a while, it aborts a baby. And I get the choice. You know what? I want to give my business to them, or you know what? Not my side. I'll go to the one that doesn't abort a baby. I want that choice. I don't want them. I don't want the government coming in and taking my money and telling me how I need to spend." How I need to spend it in a totally inefficient way. But but the roads. Who will build the roads without the government? Who will keep you safe without the government? Who will take forty five percent of your paycheck without the government? Oh, you know. Um, let's see. Who will build the roads? I don't know. The buildings that are around there that actually want you to come shop at their buildings. I mean, they have a pretty big incentive to build a little bit extra on roadway-wise so that you can go from your house to their shop. I mean, I don't know about you, but that works for me. Um, who will take 40% of your uh, paycheck if it's not for the government? Well, you know, if you're volunteering that 40%, just I'll take it. <laughs> but if uh if you don't if you don't want to give it to me and but you want to give up 40% still you know you could go to your favorite charity you can put it towards medical research you could put it towards anything that you choose to you could put it towards a giant porn collection you could put it towards a giant dildo collection you could get a big bag of big black dildos and a can and a half of Axe hairspray or Axe body spray you could do that if you had that extra money and it would be your choice you wouldn't have to worry about a thing you know what? You want that backward visor? Go for it. You could spend that money on a backward visor. But when the government comes in and tells me that I need to buy a backward visor, fuck them. I, uh, yes, and I definitely know what you mean whenever you bring, like, and it's, it's, they, the two correlate so much. The minute you tell somebody you're an atheist, they freak out. And the minute you tell somebody that you're an anarchist, they freak out. And then when they figure out that you're both, then they're like, oh, God, what the hell are you up to? So, you know, I'm still gonna have to say I'm, I'm still com. I'd still say agnostic. I know you're the atheist, but I think you get, I think you get more. Uh, I think you get more weird looks whenever you say agnostic, because everyone knows what an atheist is. But I mean, the ag and agnostic groups, 
you look at them, you, you tell them, oh, I'm agnostic. Oh, what does that mean? Well, I don't know if there's a God or not, and I don't think it really matters. I know, I know my favorite, my favorite part about trying to explain either one to somebody, you know, the, the first aghast looks you get are probably my favorite, but, like, you know, they, they get, they take it so personally, and it's, what did I do to you? Like, what, <laughs> what does my, my belief structure, how does it affect you? I mean, and especially, especially whenever you try, you're trying, like, you're talking about liberty stuff with somebody, because it's, it's like, I'm not taking anything away from you. Like, I just want you to have more opportunities. Like, and I want more opportunities. I'm not hurting you. No one's hurt, getting hurt in this situation. We're all, like, I'm, it's a help, if anything. And it's so funny, like, how aghast the world, like, the people get about that. It's it's probably one of the funny like one of the funnier things that I I feel like you have to have done it and been in that situation to really understand it, but it, it's so it's so funny whenever whenever you try to explain that to them and realistically I think we can all kind of agree that all libertarianism is is the way station to being an anarchist because you know you're a liber like you you look and you read and you decide man I, you know libertarianism makes sense to me like that's a, that is a system that i understand and then if you go any further down that road and like read more and learn more it's like how that no fuck that i, I this this makes sense this this makes sense there shouldn't be anything the government shouldn't be involved at all that that that's the only thing I I just I don't know how to explain it any other way is if you know the the part that got me um to the point that I'm at isn't I didn't read a lot into it I didn't do any of that it was just a, a I think it was one episode of Tom Woods where it was okay well think of the one question that I was told think of anything that the government does right now now could you, could a private sector do it better. And if it can't do it better, then the government needs to be there. I haven't figured out one thing. The FDA, Food and Drug Administration, I mean, okay, they're there to protect us from bad diseases and everything. Okay, but now we get a group of people who want to go out and they test these drugs, figure this stuff out in a faster, more efficient way, and they get it out to people who are dying. You got six months to live. Do you possibly want to risk cutting it down to, I don't know, three months? Or if this drug works, it could be a year and a half. What do you want to do? Oh, you know what? I want to take that drug. I want to live a year and a half. I want, I will risk three months of my life for an extra year. I will do that right now. Not a big deal. But they're sitting, the FDA is sitting there saying, no, 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 you've got to wait 15 years. We've got to make sure that this drug is safe. Are, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it may give me the shits, but it's going to extend my life for a year. But because it gives me diarrhea, now I can't take it. Really? So you're going to cut a year off my life because I might have diarrhea for a year. I, I just, I, mean, it, I just, it might be a shitty year, but it, it's a good year for me. I just, I mean, and maybe, maybe that's just like the difference in our personalities, but that was like a major thing to me. Like, that was like a major personal revelation to me whenever. Yeah, it finally, like I finally was like, man, this just this makes too much sense. It just it makes too much sense to to pick an eye like that. You know, that was the moment. Like that was the one thing I had to hear, 
and everything clicked after that. Because there's not a thing that I could think of the second they said that that wasn't like, you know what, this makes sense. I mean, security, who's going to provide security? You know what, I have Force A and Force B. Both of them could provide security, but Force A has a tendency to uh, be a little more violent. Well, you know what, I think I'm going to go with Force A. They're going to cost the same, and they have a better reputation than Force B. They'll, they'll still keep me. They'll keep me just as safe. Okay. Well, cool. There, there you go. There's your army. You've got mercenaries instead of soldiers. Well, I mean, but re- they're basically the same. But realistically, like, why would you need an army in a way? Because you, you know what I'm saying? Because like, what, what, what world are you going to go and invade? Why would you need to invade any? You know what I mean? Well, I'm not even saying for invasions just for, like, because protection. an army an army should not be for an invasion. But say I'm I just bought this land and it is a gold mining mecca. I just bought it and I need some people around me to make sure that people aren't coming in and stealing my gold, the stuff off my property, my stuff. You know what? I have an oil reserve in my backyard and I need a group of people to make sure someone doesn't come and steal my oil. Well. There's my army. That's all that I... I get a security force of however many guys I think I need. I pay for them. They protect my stuff. We have a mutual agreement. Now, on the other hand, right now, we're over in fucking all these countries for no goddamn reason with our fucking army. And it's bullshit. Like, why... Can anybody tell me why we're in Afghanistan? Can anybody tell me why we're in Iraq? I mean... Hey, we're in we're, we're in Syria now too. I know they announced it, but nobody fucking knows or cares because you wouldn't know it unless you looked it up. I know. And what about Libya, Somalia? I mean, God, where else do we have troops right now? I think we have troops in like fifty fucking countries. There's probably more than that. Well, I mean, I think there's a hundred and forty. Well, no, na- I'm, 100... I'm not meaning mm. base wise. I mean boots on ground doing something. Uh, that you're not necessarily supposed to know about like uh like the like Egypt at one point I'm sure we had people over there but like the Syria uh Syria we have people on the ground in Syria but we only had drones but they were on the ground but they, we had drones well so yeah, and then we people only the, remember the drones and they have like the special forces I just announced like we have the 30 special forces that they're now, and then I'm sure that'll turn into, like, yo, we need 200 people, and then it'll turn into 1,000, and then, you know. It's ridiculous what they do, but why are we sending these people over there? What interest do we have in Afghanistan right now? Well, I mean, you know, who's going to protect? Like, how are they going to have democracy that that we decide is the best system for them? I mean... I mean... Does anybody know why that Iran is pissed off at us? Why we're enemies with Iran? Because they were a democracy, and then we overthrew their democracy so we could put in a freaking horrible dictator, and then they rose up and killed that dictator. Now they fucking hate us. I wonder why. They had a good democracy, but we didn't like their leader. Well, it's just like Fidel Castro. You know what? Maybe we don't like Fidel Castro. We don't like the Castros. Uh, we don't like Cuba, blah, blah, blah. They're horrible human beings. They're bad for human rights. The only people that we're hurting are the fucking Cubans. We're not hurting a single person in the hierarchy up there because they're getting everything right now. And it's ridiculous. No, no, no. You don't realize the important thing, the, the most important thing for us as Americans and as being the righteous and pure nation that we are is to go forth and spread our rhetoric 
and our belief structure upon other other people's belief structures, even if they don't believe the same thing as we do. The important thing is that we shove it down their throats so that they will believe the right thing, because they don't know how ignorant they are without us. Yeah, it's so fucking ridiculous. I posted something on Facebook recently. It was, um, I don't know what TV show movie it was from, but a girl asked what makes, or what makes America the greatest country in yeah, the world. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, what makes it the freest nation? And it's actually like... What, what makes it the best country? And, uh, one's like, freedom and freedom, yeah. America, hell yeah, America. Diversity, freedom, yeah, America. And then he just goes off and is like, Oh my god, that was so amazing. There, There's nothing to prove that we're not the best country. There's nothing to prove that we're the best country. The only thing that we're really good at is people who believe in angels, people, uh, number one in, uh, people being incarcerated per capita, and I don't even remember the third step, but that doesn't make us the best. That's fucking ridiculous. Oh, number one in spending on defense. Uh, and the top 26 nations on, uh, behind us on defense don't even match up to what we spend on defense for our entire fucking country. And 25 of those 26 are our allies. Yeah. That was the stat. That is a very... If you see that and they just want to keep spending more and more on defense... I mean, who are we defending ourselves against at this point? Are we defending ourselves against the 20, 25 other people... Just in case they all band together, or are we defending ourselves against, I don't know, the people of America? I, I just don't understand how people can't, like, one, nobody cares. Like, I went on this giant tirade, actually, the other day about, and I'll, I'll try and not go as crazy as I did, but, okay, so basically what it came down to was I, I had the vehicle registration, like, our vehicle registration's up, and, I was gonna go and get it. I was gonna go renew it. Well, the only way I can renew it is like I, where we lived previously. I had to have. I didn't have to have an emission test. Well, now I have to have an emission test. The only way I can have the emission test done is I have to go and get that fucking thing done before my registration's valid. And since it's the one sticker instead of the two stickers, it's like a big clusterfuck because they don't want to do the test because of the registration. But I can't get the registration without the. Fu- it's it's that whole fucking cycle, and. It's not even that it annoys me that it's not even that it annoys me that like I have to do all this because it does and that it but it's that we're okay that we have to do all this like it's been accepted that this is okay that it's okay that there's an entity that tells you what you can drive how it can be driven what the rules are for that and then you have they charge you for it. And, you know, is it, is it, is is it protect, is it harming the environment? All that shit. They do all these, all these, all these entities that are involved in it, they charge you for it, which is then supposed to go to maintain roads that aren't actually maintained at all. And you're, you're expected, you know, you're expected to just smile and grin and do jump through this other hoop on top of another hoop that you have to do just in order to take, in order to take your vehicle that you, that you pay, that you pay taxes on. And in order to take, and the, you know, with the registration that you pay for on the roads that you pay taxes for, that the sticker that you bought 
went for to go to the job that you take 40% of your fucking paycheck, like 40% of it to pay for, like, all of that's okay. We're okay with all of that. And it was all because of this fucking stupid sticker that I just was like, it's like, I don't even agree with this, like, morally. I think this is ridiculous on a moral level, let alone on, like, a practicality level, because it doesn't work. And it's not the fact that I'm doing it that annoys me, it's the fact that we're all doing it. We're all okay that we're doing it. Like, nobody has just decided, you know what, why are we doing this? Like, don't you think this is a bit excessive? But it's just, like, one more stack, on, like, one more brick on top of the... On top of the stack where everybody's okay with, and it's like, oh yeah, America, land of the free. Like, and don't you feel fucking free, and don't you feel fucking represented whenever you have this kind of shit, but instead, nobody cares enough to do anything, and nobody cares enough to bitch about it. It's just, oh, okay, yeah, this is what they said we have to do, we gotta go do it, alright, cool, let's go do this. It, just, it, it drives me crazy that nobody, that you're so, like, oh, you're anti-American, like, that shit gets spun on you. Whenever you question anything. You know what bugs me also? And uh, this was actually because Brandy just got in that wreck here recently. Uh, she's alright, but um, one of the things about it is they they gave her a ticket. It was her fault. It was an accident. Shit happens. Everyone had insurance. Our insurance paid up. It is what it is. They paid it quickly, efficiently. Everything was okay. But the one thing that kind of sucks about it is they gave us a ticket. For failure to maintain speed. It was a catch-all ticket. They give you a ticket. They they are able to give you a ticket for anything on top of something else. So say you're speeding and you are also tailgating. Okay, well now they're going to get you for speeding and tailgating. When Say, say you were a little bit away from someone though. Uh, you weren't really tailgating them, but you were just, you were like a, a lane over, but right next to them. Uh, well, now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, well you were still tailgating because under this definition of tailgating, uh, you're following unsafely on someone. Like they have all these catch-alls where no matter what, they can catch you on something. They, you shouldn't have to be caught. The police aren't meant to catch you on all these, like, the laws are fucking so bullshit. There's no reason for for that. There's no reason for, okay, this was a legitimate accident. Person A swerved in front of person B. Person B hit their brake. Person C hit person B. But person C gets the ticket because uh, they they shouldn't have been following that closely. Uh, or they they should have maintained their speed. They should have done this. They should have done that. They should... And it, it's like, really? Like... A simple accident all of a sudden turns into a way for the government to make more money. I mean, we you have to pay a fine of like $150 because someone hit their brake in front of you. So you're already paying your insurance and they're now having to pay out. But now you have to pay the government for you getting hurt. Like, why, why does the government need any money for... Like, they should just be like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Okay. Then here's your information. Here's your information. Have a great day, people. I'm sorry this happened to you. Instead, they're like, "Well, I'm sorry. We have to give this ticket." And it's, the cops even see it. The cop that gave Brandy her ticket, he sat there and he was like, "Here's the bad part. Here's your here's their insurance of the copy of the insurance for both of them. Here's the, all the information of both of them. Here's this ticket. It's the lowest ticket I could give you." But I still had to give you a ticket because I, if we can determine fault, we 
have to give a ticket. So we're going to give you this failure to maintain speed. I know you were going 15, 20 miles an hour in a 35, 45 mile an hour zone, but you failed to maintain your speed. So this is the lowest ticket I could give you. It's stupid. I'm sorry, but here you go. That's pretty much what the officer sounded like. He was like, I really wish I didn't have to, but I have no choice. My hands are tied. Just doing my job. Yeah. Now, now imagine if you took those cops that are out there looking for crap like that and put them on the streets and let them interact with their customers, their constituents. That's basically what they are. They're their customers. The cop works for me, so he should be protecting me. And making sure that my streets are okay. Maybe if he was combing my streets, looking, making sure that no one was stealing from me, it'd be better use of his time than sitting out on the highway with the radar gun going, Ha! Gotcha! Ha! Gotcha! No, the most important thing for the peace officers, or law enforcement, I guess, as they're technically branded now, the most important thing for them to do is whenever there's an accident on a major highway is to have at least seven or eight vehicles there in order to clear it, instead of having one where they could just do it quick. That's the most important part. You know what? Two of them. Two cops. One to help make sure that the person is okay, and one person to get back there, turn on their lights, and be like, you need to go this way. Well, you need and to see, go the neat way. thing is, they could actually technically park the car, and it would st- the lights would still work, and then the other cop could go do something. I mean, crazy. I know, but, nope, they just sit in their car waiting. Well, you know, it's it, just, well, I mean, they're not paying the gas bill. But, yeah, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, all the stuff that happens, it is so ridiculous. But, just think about it. I think they did, uh, I heard about it, I think, on Lions of Liberty uh, here recently. Well, it's probably been a couple of months, but in New York, they quit writing all the major citations mm-hmm. like uh, t- parking tickets for like, what was it, two weeks? And they lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but all the people were like, man, you know what? Cops aren't so bad. They're actually out here interacting with us like they should be. They're talking to us. They're taking care of us. They're making sure that we're happy with them. But then all of a sudden, the police chief is like, oh, you're losing uh, $100,000 in two weeks. Nope. You've got to go out and issue all these tickets. If you don't issue 10 tickets by the time you're back tonight, you're going or you're not going home. That kind of bullshit. And it was, uh, I think it was like petty, like. Small theft went down, like, by 20%. I mean, it was large numbers of percentages. Yeah, like, like stuff that you would expect to, uh, if you had cops actually looking for it going down, went down. And they went down very significantly, like you're saying. Like, uh, like theft, um, minor assault, like, the small shit. Like, because the cops are on every corner and actually able to go out and help people. The time between, oh, wait, I just got rear-ended. Oh, well, you know what? That time just went down. You got rear-ended. Okay, let's get over here. Okay, good. Have a great day. Instead of, oh, well, I know that we have three officers a block away from you, but they really have to issue these tickets. And what's the fucking point? It's so fucking ridiculous. If people would just wake up and look at what's going on but and how stupid everything is but but the kardashians but but the what i don't even whatever's on did did you really just say but and the kardashians oh is that the, that's their thing <laughs> isn't it i forgot uh well apparently kim kardashian has an amazing ass or something i don't know like i saw that, i saw but, the naked know. photoshop pictures i wasn't that impressed well no she has an amazing ass and kanye is pretty fucking amazing at being a douchebag, but he's pretty fucking amazing. Mm. 
Ayo, yeah. Are we, are, that was the whole are joke. Are we at the point of making Kardashian jokes? Is this the point in the show where we make Kardashian jokes, apparently? I guess. I don't know. I don't even know how we managed to get an hour and a half of saying nothing. We have. And, uh, I guess, I, as, uh, as Brent so eloquently put it, the, uh, looks like, looks like the, uh, we gotta, we gotta clean the tables, we gotta turn off the drive-through light, we gotta put the clothes sign up because, we uh we've devout we've devoured our our fast food snackage we've actually eaten more than we planned to you know we're one of those restaurants where you sit where you're allowed to sit around and have a conversation not one where they'll whisk you out but the helps tapping their foot looking at us so uh Brent do you have any final words to leave our illustrious listening audience with well you know it's three minutes till so. You can tell the date based on that we're doing this off based off my next quote. Remember, remember the fifth of hey, November. Hey, hey, uh, sorry to sorry to interrupt. Um, it's uh, Ronnie in the sound booth. Um, we had some sort of a uh, uh, technical um, um, problem with that that last line. Do you think you could uh, give me a, a second to read? Yes. On it? Um, I can do that. Quality is the most important aspect to any performance. If you don't have quality, you have nothing. Uh, thanks. Okay, let me just uh, <clears throat> get back into character. Remember, remember, rip. No. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Yes, uh, that's it. <clears throat> okay. Remember, remember the fit. <clears throat> okay, I am ready. Let's take it from uh, your last line, Mr. Jeems. Brent, do you have any final words to leave our illustrious listening audience with? Well, you know, it's three minutes till, so you can tell the date based on that we're doing this off based off my next quote. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treaty and plot. I see no reason the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Amen. All right. Three, two, one, stop. Yes, and that is the show. Thank you all for coming out to see it tonight. And thank you to those listening to the broadcast at their home. I would also like to thank all the others that went into the production of this show, like our executive producers at The Network, our production and sound engineer, Ronnie, who you got to hear a little bit from today. I would like to say thanks to our hair and makeup artists, for without these lovely ladies, we would not nearly look as lovely as we do. Thank you to Minzy Weathersby and Lindsay Comencinio. I would also like to thank Corwin Marachek for his outstanding lighting, and I would like to thank Bradwick Arwen for his outstanding set design. Thanks to Nanzelia Wainwright for marketing, and Johannesson Rutherford for broadcasting technologies. Without these two, no one here listening would be here listening. And finally, thanks to your principal cast, Cody W. Jeems, for performing the role of Cody. 
and Emmanuel C. Westinghouse for his portrayal of Brent. Please go into the lobby where you can find merchandises from tonight, such as a recording of the events, a lovely assortion of t-shirts and other apparel, signed photographs of your cast, and if you wait around for another hour, the Q&A will start. Everyone not sticking around, please drive safely and tell all your friends about Borchnagen's Podcast Presents. Thank you, and good night.